Our guest today is Scott Hitchcock. Sunshine. Sunshine. And Scott Hitchcock was actually a master sergeant in the Air Force. 24-year veteran. 24-year veteran. We were very excited to talk to him. Uh, learned a lot about the military. He's got an incredible story. A lot of interesting things that, that AJ and I had no idea about. More than anything, we the type of guy that comes out of a military uh, background like him uh, just made you really proud about... Just military men and women. Absolutely. Period. Absolutely. And, and it, we had one sitting here with us today. Yeah, and it was... It, it was a really great experience, and, and I hope that everybody that listens to this podcast uh, gets the same thing that we did out of it. The reason I said Sunshine is that was his nickname in the military. Scott Sunshine Hitchcock. Here he is. Crack a beer and kick it back. It's the Laid Back and Lazy Podcast. All right. Hey, how you doing? Scott Hitchcock. Doing good. Glad to be here. Excellent, excellent. Hey, man, we really appreciate you coming down and, and sitting down with us. You're, you're, you've been a good friend of mine. Um, Sean doesn't know you very well, but uh, we're about to change things Kinda. today. Kind of. So, uh, yeah, so um, one of the things that we were talking about really wanting to ask you is you're a retired Air Force um, guy, right? Right. What what right. rank did you retire in? E7, E7. Master Sergeant. Master Sergeant. Mm-hmm. So what we want to do is – rewind that all the way back i think yeah well first things first yes let's talk about the respect and appreciation for men and women serving and protecting us across this land much respect to you yeah appreciate appreciate you thank you very much awesome yeah allow us to live the life what we do the the able to do music and able to yeah, you know, I raise have, families and things I have like family that. members, friends that are veterans, active still, yeah. and right. it's a it's a special thing, and respect is there big time. Yeah, it's a, it's it's very it's very much so a different um, lifestyle, right? Um, when I uh, to start it all back, like you said, to rewind it back to when yeah. I was a kid. Never thought in a million years I'd join the military. No? Not, no. I was actually one one of those things, getting the yearbooks, when they say, hey, who's the most likely to uh, do this? I was like, most unlikely to ever join the military. <laughs> you were so, a class clown? Uh, yeah, somewhat. Yeah, I was I was, I was. was a lot of that. Yeah. You know I don't get I was, that from him. <laughs> I was a swimmer, diver, you know. You know, I just flowed to my own music, you know what I'm saying? I didn't, I didn't have any kind yeah. of real Could you do group. a gainer? Full uh, a full gainer. I would I would say yes, totally. I could yep. do one too. A full one and a half. I did a two and a half somersault and hit my face in the water. I had black eyes for a week. Did Ooh. you inward somersaults, backwards reverses? Did all that jazz, um, and then I also swam. You know, I did a bunch of those things. Okay, I got to ask this: as a macho military guy that you are, when you were in high school swimming, did you shave your legs? Of course. Really? Yes. We were part of a co-ed fractions team. Fractions of seconds. Shaving <laughs> yeah. fractions so of seconds off The funny time. thing was is in, in Franklinville, New York, little Tenbrook Academy area, oh, the, girl, the girls' swim team showed us how to shave our legs. Really? So we were in the same locker room back when they didn't have any issues with <laughs> male and females, right? We'd go in there, and they were, like, doing the shaving cream. We were shaving our legs. And it was, you know, it was funny. You know yeah. what I'm saying? All innocent and stuff like Did that. Did you have a pink razor? No. Yeah, was it Bic back then? I don't yeah, know. It was, was Bic. Bic. It yeah, sounds those, right. Those old, those, those old disposable yellow ones, yeah. those old school yellow yeah. ones. Yeah. But yeah, 
so it, you know fast forward a little bit you know what i'm saying back yeah. graduated high school worked at ups full-time worked a bunch of other jobs went to school too and then um what can brown do for you that's right so the strike they went on is you know the strike back oh, in 1994 okay. yeah and right then, um my mother passed away um everybody has a reason why they join the air force so i don't I care you. who you are what military branch you join it doesn't have to be the air force it can okay. be any branch it's always a reason what brings you to that door or what reason you join. There's always that purpose. You know, yeah. There's just something that draws you in. And I needed to get away. A lot of people do it for service. They do it for money or my dad's 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 done it. And there's, exactly. a lot of like, sure. you know, there's a lot of history there. My Uncle Larry was in the Air Force. My brother wanted to join the Air Force. My dad was in the Army. My Uncle Bud, well, he was in the Navy. I just, I never really thought I'd ever do it, to be honest. Actually, the funny thing is, is that when I went to the recruiter, I was actually going with a buddy because he said he could get advanced rank to join the Army. So I just went as a tag along. Just support, buddy support. Support, yeah. So he joined the Army, and I listened to their spiel, and I was like, no, nah, not for me. Went to the Army, same spiel, didn't like it. And we were walking out together, and I was like, whatever. And I looked to the left, and... There said the Air Force recruiter with a cowboy hat in Western New York. Really? Like, yeah. Cowboy not kidding. Hat. With his boots, his boots were up on the table with the cowboy hat sitting down like that. You Did know? he do this? Was he like, like howdy? No, he he wasn't even looking. Ma'am. I walked in. He's like, how can I help you? <laughs> and and honest to God, that's what got me. Really? Really? Because he didn't say that I wasn't a man, that I'm going to make you a man. I'm not going to. He didn't tell me all the things I wasn't. He was like, right. how can I help you and what can I do for you? And that was kind of the theme of the Air Force ever since I've been in. And my mother passed away in 94. And that was a big proponent of me wanting to get away from New York. My thing was is I've lived a lot. And I wanted to get out of Western New York. I wanted to see different things. I wanted mm -hmm. to experience different things in my life. Yeah. And um, because of me. Not because of anybody else. Just because of me. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> when my mom passed away, she was my heartbeat. Mm -hmm. I was a mama's boy. I'll admit it to anybody. I was. My dad and I were close, but it was it was me and mom. Right. And I think in order to find me, I had to join the Air Force. It was just one of those things. It was meant to be. So you're in high school. <clears throat> you go to recruiter. You see the guy with the cowboy hat. You out join, of high school. Out of high school. So you're yes. out of high school at yes. this point. Okay. Were your legs still <clears throat> shaved? No. Okay. No. No shaved legs. I was actually in college. <laughs> I was going. I was in college at that point. Going okay. For computer science. Back in the oh, day. What college? Yeah. Jamestown Community College. Jamestown Community. Yeah, okay. it, was a, it was a small little community college in the town of Olean, the main campus in Jamestown. Go Rugrats, right? Yeah, right. Whatever it was called. Don't even know what it was called to this day. <laughs> Go Rugrats. <laughs> and it was, um, dude, I was I was flipping pizzas, Renna's pizzas. I was throwing pizzas. I was working at True Value. I was working at UPS. I was working at Tops Friendly Markets. And I was going to college at the same time, and I was living on my own in my own house. Working. Working. Yeah. Living life. And um, it was hard. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was making, you know, people complain about minimum wage right now. I was making 275 an hour. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Consider that. And I was working all those jobs and doing all that stuff. And the Air Force just provided a gateway, right? Right. We call them gatekeepers. You know what I'm saying? When you, yeah. when you look at a recruiter, they're a gatekeeper. Yeah. The gatekeeper the gatekeeper is to whatever you want to be it's not what the air force wants you to be it's what you want to be gotcha and that's a big difference for a lot of people when they're they're looking for the air force and 
you know, I was talking to a guy today about that. Honest to God, I was, he's like, what made you join the air force? Cause he's like, I'm retired 24 years in the military. And he's like, dang, that's a long time. How old are you? 50? I was like, no, 46. He's like, dang. Yeah. I was like, 24 well, years. Yeah. That's fantastic, man. Yeah. It's, it seems like it was just yesterday. You know what I'm really? saying? It's like, it seemed like just yesterday I was on you were, that. You were talking earlier. You miss it. I do. You miss it. I the do. Lifestyle I mean, the, thing. The, the commodity, the the waking up, knowing the purpose. You never know what you're going to wake up to, man. There's like, yeah. there's like, when I was at Moody Air Force Base, Georgia, we'd be sitting in bed, and I'd be sitting there, I'd be laying, looking at the ceiling, I hear, yep, it's a C five landing. And I'd like, I get up, I'd like packing my C two bag, I'm like I'm gone. Cause you just know something's going you on somewhere. Some. Okay. Yeah, and and there's only two squadrons, and the chances that you're not it is not good. Especially because you know when you're part of that team. Yeah. You, you know you're part of that team of the guys. They always call when they're going to take you overseas or they're going to do something. And it's like, yep, you know it. It's coming. And sure enough, bing, you they, knew. Here's your report. You knew by the sound. The sound. It was the, a C five. C C one forty one C five. You know the sounds when they really? land. Yeah. You do because you're so close to the base. You just are, and um, so so. Let me ask you: You joined and you went where? Where where, where to Georgia? Lackland Air Force Base, Lackland. down in San Antonio. San Antonio, yeah, Texas. That's that's a great description too. <laughs> you think you're so? I left in a blizzard thunderstorm. You know, Jim Cantori always says, "Oh, thundersnow." You know, back in 1994, <laughs> 95, when I joined the Air Force, we took off in thundersnow. It was like snowing like a bat out of hell. And then, you know, it was like thunder. And then we landed. It's like, man, what kind of start to my Air Force career is this, wow. right? So we, we took off, and I got, like, snowsuit and moon boots on. You know, I'm, like, flying to San Antonio. We get, we land in San Antonio. It's 85 degrees yep. at 9 o'clock at night. Wow. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, damn. Wow. 85 at <laughs> 9. Uh, yeah. What's it going to be in the morning? <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it's funny because you get on that bus. Yeah. And at that point in time, and every military member that you know, if you walked up to him and you said, hey, when did you know you joined the military? It's when you got on that bus. Really? Oh, yeah. It's no a, turning back. No, no turning back. It's uh, And the bus took you where? To Lackland, right to basic training. Right to basic training. Yeah, and your, your TI, your technical instructor, is sitting there looking at you. Mean, mean yeah. gene. Just... Sit your, you know, back in the old days, man, I could say some words, but it yeah. was like. Going like this, you ain't worth <laughs> yeah. the gum on the bottom right. of my shoe, Sit your boy. Beep, beep, beep yeah. down. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. own you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're mine. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You're like looking out the window, what the hell did I do? Really? You know? <laughs> yeah. There was that first week in basic training, there was many times that I looked at. Why did I do this? Yeah. <laughs> what, what purpose did I think I was solving? Doing I bet. It? I bet. I mean, because it basic training, and when I explained it to people, like, so I was in recruiting for seventeen years, and those seventeen years, you start out as a regular recruiter right off the bat. You know, you're like right out of recruiting school, loving life. You're you're blue. We call them blue. You're Smurf. You know, you're like screaming Air Force. You're like yes. <laughs> you know, everybody you talked to was like join the Air Force. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so when you talk to somebody, it took me a couple of years to slow down and relax and talk to people. Yeah. And make them understand that, hey, don't don't lose faith your first week. Understand that this is a journey. This isn't one day. Is there is there and and excuse me for interrupting. No, no, you're fine. Um and jerk. Just jerk. so just so, just 
just so I, I want to make that <laughs> listeners... You impolite jerk. I want to make sure the listeners can hear you. Can you move your mic over just a just few inches? There right you go. there. Yeah. Okay. Um, Don't be afraid to get right up on it. Yeah, That's no. right. Yeah. It's really... Yeah. Now I'm really close. But anyway... <laughs> <laughs> sorry for interrupting. I, I What I really wanted to... To ask you is so when you have, um, when you're doing that first week, mm-hmm. and you said you know don't lose faith. Do you have a lot of people that lose faith and they're gone in the first week? Is, is that? Oh, I bet you everybody. Oh, it's it's that first week is your big jumper. Really, we call them the jumpers. Yeah, okay. it's imagine that. Imagine <clears throat> doing what you're doing. I know you're working a bunch of jobs, but you're. I don't want to say free, but you were you could make any choice you wanted. Right. And then you sign on and now you're in basic. Right. And your choices don't matter anymore. Right. It's do what they tell you, yeah. when they tell you. And it's still and the learn. same today. It's still the same. Yeah. And and the big thing is is to remember that these and a lot of people are like, Oh, the generation today and blah 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 blah. Right. You hear it all the time. Right. No, when I would joined, there was we probably lost 10 20 percent of our flight oh wow from really? just saying can't do it you know they we just had one, night they night trained they just well we have one kid that jumped out of the bunk bed and ran down the fire escape and made it to chicago and they found him really yeah made made wow. it right out the whole base you know what i'm saying then there's other wow. kids that just you know there's no little thing they just give up you know what i'm yeah, saying they, yeah. it's just too much for them and yeah. honest to god it's actually good for the air force because they wouldn't make it the rest of the way if you can't Okay, and this is like I used to tell people all the time. If you can't fold a T-shirt in six-inch squares, and you can't shine your boots, and you can't align your shoes under your bed, and you yep. can't make your bed pretty, right? then you don't need to be in the Air Force. I, those I are simple you. tasks under pressure. Now, could you imagine that those people that are under that, that kind of pressure put them into a, an extreme pressure of no. working on a $36 million aircraft in the middle of the desert in real-world situations? They would... Not make it, and it's not healthy for them. So yeah, let's send them back, let them find a different career, and let them be something else that's great. Right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Kind of so, weeding out the weak. Weak the for ones, that situation. The ones yes. that aren't fit for the military. <clears throat> maybe not fit for that for the yeah. military for yeah. the military. Yeah. Yes, for the Air Force, and that's hard to say because a lot of people are like, oh, the Air Force is a bunch of weak guys. No, it's just the fact that that situations, right? You yeah. Know, what? You, it, let's ask. <clears throat> let's. What is that? What is that that sometimes you hear people say, you know, oh, the Air Force is right. the Air Force is a real bear. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. What is that all about? Yeah, you know, it's, you... you know what's funny? Because I see a lot of memes going around or a lot of jokes like, hey, the Marines look under stars. The armies look under stars. The, the Air Force judge their hotels by stars. You know? <laughs> and, and, and it's like, <clears throat> whatever. You know what I'm saying? We all choose the branch that we want to join. Right. Um. What you want to do when you're in is different. A lot of people don't really understand. Like, people join for different reasons. I had a nephew. Everything I sent to that young man, I was like, look, the Air Force is this, 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 and this. The dude just wanted to join the Marines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know what? At some point, you just got to say, dude, be the best Marine that you can be. Sure. Go kill it. Sure. You're, you're totally for it. Go be the best Marine. I've had kids in my office as a flight chief, you know, when I'm in charge of all these recruiters for Ohio. And I'm like, look, man, he just wants to be a Marine. Let him go be a Marine. Let him be an Army guy. Let him be in the Navy. Let him be in the Coast Guard. Don't don't dismay the Air Force. Don't force him. Yeah. Yeah. We're not hurting. Right. I mean, there ain't no reason to do that. We're not needy. Let them be what they want to be. Go find somebody that wants to be blue. 
right. that wants to be in the Air Force, and then we'll make them better. You right. know what I'm saying? That's the big thing is I don't care what company you work for. Find the people that are going to fit your situation the best. Yeah. And then grow. To learn. Fact. Yeah. It's a fact. Make yeah. them. Yeah. I don't care what company yeah. you're in. Sales, engineering, mechanics, plumbing. It don't matter. It's find the, right the person the that wants to be with you. Yeah. Yep. If you can find those people that want to be with you and then make their life great, give them what they need to prosper, you'll you'll have a, such a great um, system. Yeah. You know, it's... It it is what it, it's like when I <clears throat> when I started recruiting, we had a team of like six guys recruiting, and it wasn't about just one person. We want to be the best recruiting team possible. Yep, you know, and, and that kind of instilled me when I started growing in recruiting, because you start out as a regular recruiter, like a, a street recruiter. They call them on the bag. You're just a sales guy, right? You're it's just like selling insurance, man. You just sell, 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 sell. You're trying to get every kid in the, in the world to join the Air Force through did your you office. Have a, did you have a quota? Of course, yes. You did? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, you get monthly quotas. Um, back in my day, I don't know what they're doing right now. I can't speak for them right now, but I'm sure they still have a quota, whether it's yeah, a flight goal or a squadron goal or something like that. The Air Force has a goal, and they break it down, and they give it to everybody else based on need. And um, <clears throat> so my goal was between, you know, two and four a month. Okay. And then everything else was lead generating activities that meet up to that. And what that means is you had to make so many phone calls, so many school visits, so many appointments, so many, you know, interviews, so many people going to the MEP station because I don't know how it is now. Well, now with all the different things that are going on, especially with COVID, it's got to be a nightmare. Right. But back in my day, it was like asthma, allergies, you know, that that kept you out of the military. Now you got COVID. You got, right, I right. mean, you got, I don't know how they're doing it right now, to be honest. It's, it's crazy out there right now. And the the MEPCOM, where you go to the maps and you take the physical and you stand there and you have the dog and you're like, if you lied to me, I'm going to prison. <laughs> he does that very well, yeah, by the way. Yeah. $10,000 or six years in prison. <laughs> Do you really trust your recruiter? <laughs> I mean, that's what he does. I'm not kidding you. It's in paper. Really? It's on the wall. There's a wall. $10,000 fine, six years in prison. If you lie to me right now, no matter what your recruiter told you, you're going to prison. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So you think when you're, you're a recruiter, you're sitting there, you're like talking to the young man or young lady, like, look, you're going to go to MEPS and they're going to tell you it's $10,000 fine, six years in prison if you lie to them. We've talked about all these Nine million medical questions. They're right. all no right now. Is that true and accurate? Yep. Okay. Yeah. I'm Double I'm checking. Good. I'm good, sir. I'm good. I'm good. They get to the maps. One second. Yes. <laughs> 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 you know, it's hilarious. Then, the pressure. Then, yeah, the pressure's on dis- them. They're disqualified from stuff that they didn't even know they had. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, had, I, had, I had an itch on my back. It might be psoriasis. It was the measles. <laughs> I had the measles. Oh, my God, man. It, it was crazy, the stuff you just hear from people, you know, and it's like, and then you have to have the gentlemen or the ladies that come in. They're like, no, I've never been arrested in my life. I don't have any law violations. And then you're like, cool, great. We call those clean and green. These are good kids, right? You send them up the maps, and the background check comes back. I'm like, <laughs> man, what do you, you do in West Virginia? <laughs> you're from Ohio. <laughs> 
what is this? West Virginia? <laughs> come on, man. You probably, you probably heard uh, every excuse in the book. Oh, yeah. Well, I thought on. you said you were clean. Yeah. Well, you understand, Sarge? Ugh. I didn't think that was going to show up. <laughs> <laughs> it's on your record. I mean, come on, man. I mean, how many change. people really think that when the judge says, oh, this is sealed? No, no. It's sealed against Rena's Pizza or Domino's <laughs> or right. McDonald's. Not the military. Not, not the, the military, <laughs> man. Come on. You know, that, now, no you, federal agency. It's not sealed against them. Now, were you recruiting your whole career or... How did you get to that? No. Okay, hold on. I mean, hold on. Let me let me jump in here. I'm yeah. I'm interested in basic training. We we yeah. jumped that. Okay. We oh, didn't yeah. talk about sure. it enough. Yeah, let's kind of because yeah, the majority of your career was uh recruiting. Correct. Is that right? Yes. So let's talk about basic training. I want to hear more for <clears> sure. Okay. I want to know what it's about. Sure. And then I heard from a little bird that you you wrenched on you were working on Fighter jets, and right? I am a crew chief. Let's let's yeah. let's get into that. Okay, let's well, talk about basic since, training. Since so, it's 2021, and I just saw that Top Gun Two is coming. That's out right. Here and that's Navy. In uh, well, yes, <laughs> but they wouldn't get where they were without the intelligence. That's, 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 that's Navy. That's Navy. <laughs> 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 Moving on the edge. You can't tell me you didn't have you. You, you, had, oh. a, you had a crotch rocket, right? And you wore a leather jacket. No, and never. On I always wanted one, though. I'm telling you, <laughs> to this day I still want a crotch rocket. But he did play volleyball on the beach with the shirt off that's right that baby. For sure. hell yeah yeah for sure did you have a no. cool name we like 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 merlin did no. they have nicknames maverick no that were, yes we did that we can repeat yes you know my nickname in tech school was sunshine yeah i wore because he shaved yeah. his legs no no <laughs> yeah no actually hey y'all are old enough to know this but you remember back in the 90s when silk underwear were the thing silk boxers not oh, my not silk, no silk boxers. Yeah. Yes, yeah. silk yeah. boxers. Yeah. 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 So I always had sunshine <laughs> had boxers. Oh. And I wore those throughout, you know, with the with the shirt on. Yeah. Wife beater normally. Back in the day, wife beater and, <laughs> and, and some sunshine, <laughs> silk, sunshine and rain. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's 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 Joy. that was me. Pump yeah. it up, pump yeah. it up, yeah. yeah. That's right. How's it go? Joy. Pump it up, pump it up and rain. Keep it going, keep it going. Now sunshine. And rain. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. So right. that was my nickname in tech school when I was going through crew chiefing. But to back it up into basic training, though. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so in basic training, you get there, right? And it's just like it, it you've seen in all the movies. It really is. Really? Yeah. It, no BS when, there, huh? No, no. I mean, <clears throat> they've got that. There down. was no hitting. No hitting. Yeah. But the banter was there. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like my first. My second day in base training, we're laying on those uncomfortable beds, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. if you're above 6'2", you're having a hard time. Yeah. I mean, they're hard. <laughs> just single platform, little white bed. And um, it was like 345, just sitting there. And you're like, you just got to sleep because you're nervous. And you're like, finally. Mm-hmm. And you're laying in bed, and you're like, oh, yeah, finally. And then all of a sudden, Boom! The trash can, the, those steel trash cans that are about four and a half foot tall. Yeah. T.I. comes in and slams that sucker on the ground. He's like, wake up, girls. You know, and, he's, and it's like everybody's oh, screaming, no. oh, yeah, creating chaos. And it's just like just pandemonium going on. You know what I'm saying? I imagine it. And it's you just never knew it was going to happen every day. So they assign everybody a detail. The shock right? factor. 
Oh, is, was, is that is that part of the, the training? Like anything can happen at any time. Right. Be ready. Yes. Be ready. Be ready. Okay. Every second's a different second. Okay. I mean, it, it's they're trying to get you to be able to be secure in any situation. Okay. But they're trying to do it at the smallest situations, mm-hmm. right? I can't believe that your shoes aren't aligned. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then you're like, I can't believe my shoes aren't aligned. <laughs> you know, there's a scuff in your boot, you dirtbag. You know, and that's nice saying that. But it's um, it's like your uh, hangers had to be equal distance apart. And really? Every hanger in your closet. Oh, wow. Yeah. Detail. W- detail. Complete detail. Complete detail. Man, right. we would sit there with tweezers, six-inch squares, your shirts. I wish I had one here. I'd fold it for you. I'd, nobody ever forgets that. I'm, if you're out there and you know it and you were in that time frame, you know what a six-inch square and how to fold your T-shirts. I can still do it today. Now they roll them. Right. Wussies. So, <laughs> but they roll their shirt. Back in the day, you would fold that T-shirt and use tweezers to try to get that thing in a perfect square because they could only be so high and so thick. Really? You know, yeah. Man, we would sit there with water bottles. We'd, we'd heat up our water bottles to get them nice and, you know, thin them out and stuff like that and get them on there. So everybody in basic training also had a detail. So you had the mouse house. That was a guy that always had to go to the TI, and he had to take notes, write down stuff. You had shoe liners. You had latrine queens. Your latrine queen was in charge of the bathroom. Yep. So I always tell my boys in the morning, it shouldn't take you 10 minutes in the shower. I could get... <laughs> 60 dudes in and out of a shower in five minutes. What is taking you so long? You know what I'm saying? There's, right. there's right. no Jergens in there, so come on, let's go. Right? <laughs> so, But, yeah, I mean, we would we would take 60 dudes, and we'd get in and out of the shower about 10 minutes. you just in there, and you just you, you had one guy holding the towels. Then everybody be naked in a line running through the shower. Use one shower head. Everybody wash, go through that one shower head, and it, it was just like a, it was a, it was like an auto factory, man. You just in and out. Right. You'd only use one bathroom, one toilet. That way, it was always clean. So it's detail, efficiency, detail, cleanly. Yes. And it, and it's also <sighs> be ready on your toes. Anything can happen at any second. That's right. And basic training is getting you ready for the situation where situational you're, awareness you're in you're in a war and you need to count on each other right you need to depend and, on detail and and to take it a step further and you're talking about my next my next journey was tech school and working on f-16s fighting falcons badass plane and if i can't say that then oh well but <laughs> considering every job every, every job yeah, in the air force true. every job in the air force you know there's different jobs and every job is really awesome you know what I'm saying? No matter what you want to do, whether it's working on F-16s, you're a carpenter, you're a mechanic, or you're a doctor, a nurse, that's you. Yeah. You picked it. Love it. Enjoy it. Be the best you can be in that job, in that time, in that era. And mine was F-16 crew chief. So when I went to tech school, I knew nothing. I could barely read a ruler. Honest to God, I could barely read a ruler. So they taught me in, what was it, 12, 14 weeks how to read a ruler. How to do inspections on a thirty-six million dollar aircraft? Launch, recover it, change tires, engine, all that jazz. Wow! Whoa. Because of basic training. Really? Because I learned how to listen. Okay. And I learned how to learn. Right. All right. Detail. Detail. So and I learned that, that mistakes were not acceptable. Mistakes okay. cause lives. Yeah. Right. Yep. So when you when you learn on that level, I think you learn that not only will my mistake be wrong 
it can kill somebody or yeah. it can cost a lot of money. That's heavy. It, it yeah. really is heavy, it is. Yeah. right? So, And I think that's why a lot of people don't make it through basic training is because they understand the gravity of what they did. Right. Let me ask you. Let me ask you a question. You know, you know how in the movies there's always one guy. Was were you in a unit? What What was your like your group called? Squadron. Squadron. Mm-hmm. There's always in the movies. There's flight. always flight. There's yeah. always there's always one guy that can't get his bed right. Yeah. Or his boots are. <laughs> and we take care of. Are, yeah. That's but, right. But did you have that guy? Yeah. Oh yeah. Of did, course. And did it cause you like EC extra conditioning or anything? No, I just did it for him. Really? Oh, you yes. did it for him. Yeah, I'm telling you, we. In my flight, with the best flights, right? You have like you have good flights, you have best flights. If you're a good flight, you're gonna Take have guys. Yes, you have guys that can shine shoes. You got guys that can make beds. You got guys that know how to fold t-shirts. Straight up teamwork. So teamwork. You'll all get together, look like you fold my shirts. I'm gonna shine your oh, shoes, yeah. and then that's pretty and cool. Then, because yeah. I could teamwork. Yes, it's, it's teamwork. It's my. It's a lot because you know what? If you can get your whole flight to do the same thing right through teamwork that's what they're looking for they don't care and how it got done we no. don't care how you got to rome we just want to know you got to rome that's right that, and that's if you exactly do it as a looking. group mm-hmm. that's even better right yeah. and that's and you that, went to rome yeah rome <laughs> nope never been to rome that's on my bucket list oh. <clears throat> <laughs> said all of, you know yeah. he's, he's busting my chops he does this all the time <laughs> no i don't right it's vice versa he does whenever it. No. there's a microphone in front of him he does bust my child. Right. Joy and pain. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> right? But yeah, you know what? You know what? Sunshine. Some of, you know, I showed my wife Sunshine. the other day. We sat down and we were talking about basic training. Because sometimes I, I go back and I'm looking at things and I'm like ACDC right back in black. Oh, yeah. And, and back in black. If you ever look up sand. Air Force base, basic training in ACDC, they have some videos that. Really? Yeah, during my time in the 90s, that's all they played every time you went to the base theater. That was the start to all your briefings. That's exactly, Thunder. yeah. Guns going off, tanks blowing up, and then, then the F-16s over Baghdad just tink, plinking all the freaking tanks and stuff. Man, it was bad. Yeah, and it just cool. gets you in the mood. Of, everybody's yeah. ready to go. Ready to rock. But yeah, that's for sure. All right, so let, let's get back to your tech days. Sure. Right? You were talking about, and I, I took us in a different direction, my bad. <laughs> That's about, all right. About the movies, and, you know, the, the, I was talking about your flight and the one guy that always couldn't get his bed right, but right. the Air Force works as a team. That's team right. To get it you done. have to. Right. So now, you're, talking about, you're talking about learning mm-hmm. in 12 or 14 weeks or whatever right. what you needed to learn, and you took it to heart because if you made a mistake— it could mean a life. That's right. That's where you. That's that where pilot, I interrupted you. Right. You're um. So the basic the the best way that I used to talk to young people about being a crew chief is it's just like NASCAR, right? Mm-hmm. You got the crew chiefs like, all right, come around turn two, turn two, and go high, go high, go high, right? And then like NASCAR. That just like NASCAR. So the crew chief you is in charge. Me? Yeah, NASCAR is in charge Sweet. of that car, right? He's yeah. in charge. Everything goes on the car. Change the tires. Change this. Put this right. much pressure in. This Was stuff. his name Ricky Bobby? Yeah, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> I'm on fire. <laughs> but um. So with the aircraft, the same way as crew chiefs, we're in charge of that plane. That's my plane. It's not the pilot's plane. It's okay. my plane. Yeah. He gets to fly my plane. So don't bring my plane back. Crap. You better bring my plane back. Gotcha. So really, yeah, yeah, yeah. it really is, and it's, it's it's a really unique relationship between you and the pilot. You know, Captain yeah. Joe Speed. I don't know if you ever remember uh, Speed. That was a NASCAR racer. His brother was an Air Force pilot. Really, he was my pilot at Moody. 
Really? That's yeah. cool. That is cool. That's really cool. Yeah. So they got to, one got to drive NASCAR and the other one got to fly a plane together. Who did they, he drive for? Remember? <clears throat> oh, I can't. I can't remember. I'll Google this. it. I'll yeah, Google it. Well, they were stuff. definitely into speed. We can yeah, tell, speed. Tell you right. That much, yeah. That's right. I feel the need for speed. <laughs> yeah. Now you see me. Now you don't. They <laughs> can't see me. Yeah. So it. You know what? It, it is a special arrangement because as a crew chief on a plane, you have. And let me go back to the team concept, right? Right. You have like, you have avionics, you have crew chiefs, you have hydraulics, you have fuel guys. Everybody's part of that team, but it's my plane. Yeah, Everybody they all has, have a specialty. Yes, okay. my plane can't fly for it without any of those guys. You know, if something wow. goes wrong, I got. They call them, you know, red ball. That's what they call them when you're on a flight. I got a red ball on Echo Five, Echo Five, twenty seventy one. I need you here now. Over. It's over. Yeah. Over. <laughs> you know, and then, then the expeditor guy comes out in the little blue truck. He's like, he comes in. He's like, what's wrong, Chief? And I was like, oh, I got something wrong with avionics. Uh, and he plugs in a computer. And he fixes it. Good to go. Boom, gone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Really? And then, yeah. Cool. And, I mean, because. Cool. you So you might have 28 aircraft and you only fly in 18 for that day. So those 18 have to hit the air. Okay. And we're practicing, right? We're just practicing in the United States. We're just practicing for war, for the real game. Yeah, but when you get overseas and like I'm sitting in Saudi Arabia, live missiles, live bombs, protecting men and women of the Army, Navy, and Marines that are on the ground. So what's the, what's the thought process? What goes through your head when you go from the training and now you're in Saudi Arabia? What like do you tick it up a notch in your brain too, or of course. or are you already there, or are you uber well, focused? Yeah, I yep. mean, you, I think. Let me take it back. I was I was. Got a C-141, right? We got jet engines in the C-141. There's probably 60 other people in the plane. We're all laying on the ground. It's cold as hell. We're flying to Saudi Arabia on a C-141. If anybody's been on a C-141, they know what I'm talking about. When you fly on commercial airlines, you don't hear the whistling. Yeah. Right? The hydraulics of a plane. The whole way. You heard the, it the whole way. The whole way. <laughs> How long was that flight? It was like 22, 23 hours. Oh, right? no. <clears throat> and you yeah. heard this? <laughs> yeah, the whole way. And it's cold. Oh. You're laying on the floor, jump seats. No you, pillows? No pillows. No blankets. Nothing. No. C2 bag, that's about all you got in your okay. neighbor. 22 la- hours. Yes. Man. So we landed at uh, Moron. We call it, it's Moron. It's Moron Air Base in Spain. <laughs> we landed there first, and we were on the Avon team, which means you go before everybody else. And then you just you're just basically there waiting on the planes to come there and then jump jump to the next station. But when you get you're right though, I mean it's it's like game day, right? You got yeah. preseason, right? Football. Okay. Let's talk football. You okay. know, you got preseason games, you're kinda half going, you're like, Yeah, this is how you do this. Yeah, I'm gonna block this way for this pass, I'm gonna hit this right. linebacker. It's the same way when you get to Saudi Arabia or any other forward forward station, you're like, This is for real, because people are really dying here. You know, this but, isn't yeah. this isn't practice, man. There's people out there that are depending on my aircraft to protect them. It's serious business. Your expertise. Serious. Yes. Yeah. You yeah. better be on top of your Our game. team needs to make sure our plane gets off the ground to protect men and women of the other branches or other countries, whatever it is that we're yeah. doing. And, um, yeah, it, I would say it, it puts your blood at a different boil rate. If you can't get your plane off the ground, people are dying. That's right. That's yeah. basically. Well, Yes and no. Or, I mean, or, we take, or people can't do their job. That's right. Okay. That's right. I mean, it becomes more stressful, you know, because we always take enough planes to make sure that we have backups. You know what I'm saying? So if your plane craps out, you got to run to another plane 
and start that one, start the process over and get that one going and okay. get that pilot in and the And then air come back to the other one. And fix that one yep. later on. Yeah, it's crazy, man. It's, you, how long did you do that? Seven years. I seven did years. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. And you loved it. <clears throat> loved how, it. How long were you in Saudi? On and off for five years. On and off for five years. <laughs> yeah. So they we started out, you'd go there for four months and come home, and you had to take like a 30-day, 45-day break, and you go back and... Man, every time they asked me, I was like, ooh, ooh, let me go. I yeah. was always picking to go. Because I didn't join the Air Force to stay in wherever in the United States. I want to go see the world. Yeah. And that's, you know, you, you can join the military to come back to Ohio or come back to New York. No. You join the military to go see the world, man. Yeah. yeah. You don't. don't <laughs> I mean, I'm in Georgia. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm good. I know. I if I want to be in Georgia, I'd have moved to Georgia in the first place. I, right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you join the Air Force and the military and to, for other reasons, you know, whether you're getting your education or you're going overseas, getting training. But yeah, that was my primary purpose individually was to see as much as I could and to help people because I'm all about helping people. You know, it's I was a volunteer firefighter as a kid. I think it's just in me. Service yeah. is part of my life. I think that's internally. It's awesome internally was started that that little engine but when you see it for real yeah and it's kind of cool too it's one of those things when you know before anybody else knows you know it's just like man i wish i could tell somebody you're part of it yeah, yeah. and there's yeah. times you don't even know you're just like they're like hey guess what i was like what's that like, we're leaving tomorrow tomorrow what we're leaving tomorrow just so you know like what Oh, like, yeah. Someone hears yeah. something. <laughs> Someone they, delivering. They, they they know walking by somebody. Yeah, they're like, and they hey, hear. just so you know, don't plan anything next week. We're leaving tomorrow. <laughs> like, oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so then you go home. Like, oh, that's just when you know. Well, I'm not going to be here next week. <laughs> you get a phone call and you got to be at a certain place yeah. at a certain time. And that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's, it don't matter what time it is. It could be during the day. It could be during the night. It's usually it's at night. Honest God, it's always about like one or two o'clock in the morning. Hey, sorry, Hedgecock. Yeah. It's time to go. Get your bags. Be here. 30 minutes. 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Boom. So you always have to have your bags packed. So and, <laughs> funny and, thing is, is that a lot of people don't pack their bags. Really? Yeah. You're supposed to pack it like you're leaving. So they give you extra stuff. So you have desert uniforms that right. you have to have pre-packed with toilet paper, all your essentials for 60 days. At least sixty days. Back in the day, it was six months. And a lot of people don't. Aren't no, they put toilet paper and they say, "Oh, this is fake," you know. And, and then they get in line, like, "Shit, we're really going. <laughs> <laughs> we're really going somewhere." <laughs> and they're, Talk and about a shot. Now, yeah, there's no cell phones back in the day, too, man. That was like 2003, <laughs> I guess right? I should have I mean, put that extra uh, roll in there. I thought they were joking. Sarge, <laughs> yeah, Sarge. I don't have uh, underwear. Whatever. <laughs> I guess you're wearing your uniform. Is that what they say? Yeah, I mean, they're they're I mean, going. You're packing 20 packs of toilet paper. Yeah, with socks. Tons of socks. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, man. But, it, you know, from being an F-16 crew chief, loved it, right? Lived the dream. Loved it. There was a point in which I had to decide for myself, did I want to keep deploying, keep going overseas? And what was next in my life? I was at right. that point where I had to make a decision. Is this what I want for the rest of my life, or do I want to try something different? <clears throat> and right. I'm a change guy. I love change. And... um so it's either uh, uh, being an attorney, uh, the uh, what do you call those guys that uh, work with attorneys? Uh, you mean like JAG? Yeah, working with the JAG. Okay. Um, God, they do all the military stuff. attorney, not attorney, but the guy below him. 
uh, the assistant attorney. No, I, there's a name for those people. They do all the, the legal paperwork and stuff. I can't remember what the name was. So I applied for that, and then I applied for recruiting. And I got accepted into both. Oh, really? Yeah. <clears throat> now it's and, really decision time. Yeah. And then I met my wife. And uh, I was like, well. And then you don't have to make the decision. They make well, the decision for you. <laughs> it, it was kind of funny because <clears throat> the, the, um, the attorney part would take me to Wright Pat, which is in Ohio. Yeah. And then recruiting, I can choose my base back in the day. Oh, wow. You didn't get an assignment until you went to where you wanted to go. So I was like, oh, man, recruiting sounds great. I love talking to people. Who doesn't want to do that? <laughs> right? <laughs> so second hardest class in the Air Force, aside from special ops. Is it recruiting? Yeah. You're kidding me. Dude. How long was, I that, was, never how long was that training? Six weeks. Yeah. It was six weeks. Wow. So, I would have never guessed that recruiting So I, was... I signed up for this class, right, thinking, you know, I, I passed English with a 64.8. But um, <laughs> <laughs> You're smarter than I am. Yes. We established that. <laughs> you is want to go to school. But um, so when I got the bit, use guys uh, yeah. can read. I'm thinking, man, I get to go to New York, man. I'm going back to Jamestown, New York, and recruiting. This is awesome. So I'm yeah driving my truck. I'm going to Texas, sent back to San Antonio, where I started my journey to recruiting school. <laughs> I get there, and the dude has the audacity to walk to me. Hey, memorize these first four pages front and back for tomorrow. If not, you're out of here. Really? Yeah. Holy smokes. Oh, boy. Front you're, back. You're on the spot. Four pages. <laughs> I was like, you out your mind. You yeah. did it. I was like, I called called Jessica, my wife. I was like, look, this ain't working. <laughs> this ain't going to happen. Yeah. And she's like, well, don't you want to be with me? I'm like, what? I thought for sure she was going to say, don't worry about it, honey. <laughs> she's like, well, don't you want to be with me? <laughs> I'm like, dang. Oh, <laughs> uh, I gotta go back to studying. Okay? <laughs> I can't talk. I can't. Talk I can't right talk now. right now. Click. Yeah. 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 There was yeah. no cell phone still. Thank you. Love you. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I like. I sat in front of the mirror reading. Hello, my name is Sergeant Hitchcock. Please have a seat. <laughs> and I memorized, you know, those first four pages. Was it like back. a script? Yeah, it was a huge. It was thirteen oh. page script. Okay. Okay. And you had to memorize all that drugs. They don't do and that you now. Did, but you did it. Over, I did overnight. it. You're damn right. Overnight, I read in the mirror. I wrote it down. I memorized did it you word, for word. word for word. Word for word. No. Wow. No guys sleep. missed it too. The next day, and they were gone. We went from like 26 to 10 guys. They wanted so, to see who really wanted. So really the guy, wanted. The guy yeah. that that threw that at you and said, "Hey, memorize this overnight, or you're gone." Yep. Was he impressed? <clears throat> Jerry Gonzalez. Oh, he knows his name. He was impressed with you? Um, no. Okay. He never said <laughs> one thing expected. to me. Him and Chief Jones, Diane Jones, they were Jerry my Jerry Gonzalez. Jerry Gonzalez. He was a car salesman afterwards. Cool <laughs> oh, dude. surprising. Yeah. The dude was on point. Let me tell you, on point. That's an old school thing. On if I can point. sell young men and women to join <clears throat> yes. the Air Force, I can sell a car. I'm telling you. That's now, do you fact. think his sales could... manager at the car place said, Memorize all these cars front and back. I want to know the engine size, everything by tomorrow right. morning. No chance. No chance. No way. No, chance. No. No. no chance. And and, it, and the thing is, is that <clears throat> it's so serious, right? Have you used, possessed, sold, or been charged, cited, or held in any court of law since the day you've been born? Have you? No. No. You sure? I'm positive. Let me ask you again. 
You know what I'm saying? And wow. it's like, and it's the same thing with drugs. Ever used, possessed, sold, or Okay, cool. Wow. Let me ask you again. Now you're going to sign a document that if you ever say you did after this point, we're going to kick you out of the Air Force and take away every right that you ever had. Wow. It's, let me, let me know, ask you this. It's serious. What was, yeah. what, what was the toughest part? Getting the initial person <clears throat> to be like, yeah, I want to take the next step? Mm-hmm. Or clearing them to make sure they were oh, clean? It's always clearing them. Is it? Really? Yeah. It's always getting them to trust you. And I always say it's a trust factor. Trust. Remember that Circle of Trust movie? What was that? Fockers? Um, yeah, the, the, fo- yeah. The, Fockers. the Fockers. Meet the Fockers. Yeah, you're in my yeah. Fockers. Yeah. Right? Gaylord? So I, I, yeah, Gaylord, Gaylord Fokker. Fokker. Yeah, <laughs> I used to use it all the time. I'd be like, hey, dude, look, look. What is it? I well, know you, you want to join the Air Force, and I want you to join the Air Force. Yeah. But are you in my Circle of Trust? Do you trust me as much as I trust you? Are you going to set my roof on fire? Or are you going to go back home yeah. and live with mom and dad for the next 20 years of your life? Because in order for you to be in this circle of trust, I have to know everything. Yeah. You know? And that's yeah. the hardest thing because people want to lie. Now, they don't want to lie because they don't want to tell you. Hide. They're ashamed. Yeah. Oh. Well, not, yeah. not a, not of a speeding sense. ticket. Because yeah. when you talk to them about speeding, it's stupid. Like speeding. Okay, yeah, I got speeding ticket. Whatever. Okay, yeah. cool. But they're ashamed you of the other You needed them to stuff. tell you if they had a need... speeding ticket? Oh, yeah. Okay, Speed, everything. 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 Every parking everything. tickets, speeding tickets. You beat the your girlfriend or, you know. They're, they're, they're everything you can think of. I've heard it. Everything. Yeah. Oh, I took my friend's car and I got drunk and drove down a bank and hit another car and I ran away and really? God. You and can, he's in the Air Force today. But I'm is just he saying, really? Yeah, he okay. is. He yeah. Told the you truth. can get him Because he told the truth. I'm telling you, we tell our kids all the time, hey, right? Honesty's the best Honesty's policy. Honesty's the best policy. Yep. Right. Tell me up front. Let's deal with it. Let's get through it. I don't care. Right. Tell me the truth. Absolutely. In the initial interview, and I always do this, I said that I'm, I'm going to tell you just like I tell my kids, tell me the truth. Because if you go up there and you tell the CMO, the chief medical officer, and you tell them that you had this, this, and this, and you didn't tell me, now you're a liar. Yeah. Now they right. don't believe anything you've ever said, medical, law, anything. Now you're just a liar to them. Right. And they're going to kick you off the floor and send you home to mom and dad. And that, then, like you said, it, it is, no, I can, I can get, if I sat down on the phone today and I started calling people, I could get 20 people to come in for an interview and sit down and talk to me just because they want to hear, wow, really? Free education? What? Yeah. What? 80000 for school? What? Right. Free, free, free pay? What? Free four meals a day and a gym fitness center? Are you kidding me? A golf course? <laughs> what? You know, <laughs> sign me up. Sign me up again. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's the easy part is talking about the great things the air force has for people the hard part is understanding that i'm sorry you're just not qualified right oh yeah there are so many great young people i mean i'm talking from 17 to 38 that was the age group that you're looking at i I put in a 38 year old my last two years in the air i was gonna ask that and I looked at they're the wow. same. They were like year old. they were almost my age back then when I put them in the Air Force. And I no looked at her, and she was joining. And her daughter was already in the military in the Air Force. No and kidding. and she looked at me and she goes, "I just see everything that my daughter has, and I want to be that." Really? That's great. Yes, that's fantastic. Wow. And I was like, "My God." You are inspiring to me because yeah. it gives me yeah. chills because I'm almost out of my career. You right. know what I'm saying? And she's just starting at the same age. 
I'm like, dang, come. There's no age, you know, there's an age limit. But once you get in, you're in. That's a cool story. That is very cool. Yeah, I mean, it's, so she got in the Air Force, and I don't know much of her story afterwards, but just to think that a mom wanted to be in the Air Force because her daughter was already in, and to follow her path. Right. A mother is following her daughter's path yeah. and not the opposite That's way. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, it was such a, a great story. And it was in from Ohio. This was right in here in Ohio when this happened. Wow. Yeah, I think Jeez. it was out of Kent, I believe it was, when no this kidding. lady joined. Really? But it was it was inspiring to me as as an Air Force member at that time and just, just understanding that people come from all different aspects. And I tell you what, the humility factor. Yeah. Right? Right. I was poor growing up, very poor. I mean, I I duct tape shoes. I put bread bags in my boots. I had a great life. I, I am not demeaning how I grew up, but I was poor, right. very poor. And <clears throat> the people that I see come into recruiting, that's what I think about. I think of the people coming into those doors looking for a dream. They're right. just looking for a dream to be a part of. They don't even know if it's their dream. They're just looking for a dream. Right. Looking for an escape. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Like a path. A path. Right. Some people yeah. fall asleep and dream of a better life. Direction. Direction. They're looking yeah. they're dreaming of that better life. And and everybody's like, Well, Hitchcock will put anybody in. <laughs> they, I'm serious. That's <laughs> no. what they say. They, Hitchcock will put anybody in. You're darn right I would. Because <laughs> That's why they called you Sunshine. That's, that's right. right. <laughs> I I'm I'm trying to put Mr. Every, Sunshine. It, it, you know it. But when you understand the lows in life, right. right, you know how low it can get. Now, I'm not, I was not the worst person in the world. I didn't have the worst life. Don't get me wrong. I wasn't like, you know, out in California where they're living on the streets and tents and stuff. But it's, <laughs> it's important for us to understand when you're trying to, when you're selling a lifestyle, right? You talk about car sales, right? Right. You're talking about selling a physical item. I am right. selling a car. Man, that's so easy. Right. Right? Yeah. I mean... Dude, 1995 <laughs> Cavalier fully loaded Z34. Come on <laughs> in, ten percent off. Thousand yeah. miles on yeah. it. Yeah, instant rebate. Yes, you know One everything. Owner. That's right. You Here's know everything about that. The groceries. Right. Here's the hey. Carfax. Right. <laughs> Come join the Air Force. Your future is unknown, but we're going to give you free education, <laughs> a paycheck, food, and constant yelling for the first six weeks. <laughs> you know, Sergeant Murtaugh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then. But you know what though it's 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 important to understand that you know it's it's not all that blank. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I always tell people and this is my my two cents in life, right? Prior planning prevents piss poor performance. Mhm. Yeah. All right. So when I tell people when they join the Air Force, create yourself a T diagram. So if you're going to decide which you want to do, right? You put the Air Force in the first column. You put work in the second column. And then you put education in a third column. And then you start writing down which one's going to get you there faster to your dream. What is your dream? What is your three, five, ten-year goal? And you'd be amazed of how many young people today don't have goals. They're not yep. planning. They're I not be- planning I at all. I believe that. I believe they have, it. They have no plan. I'm a goal setter. Me too. Yeah. Right? My wife yeah. is a huge, she's the best goal setter ever. You know, <laughs> yeah. she knew every, she's like, I'm going to college here, I'm getting this here, I'm getting married here, and I'm having kids here, and then I'm going to get this, and I'm going to retire on this. She already knows everything she's going to do with life. It's kind All of boring, laid out. actually. But it, it's, <laughs> it, it, <clears throat> but you got a goal plan, right? Right. I don't care if you're retiring or what you're doing in life, what you want to be when you're growing up, 
if you don't know what that is, then that's why you plan. So let me ask you this question. Hearing this whole story that you're talking about really brought a question to my brain that a lot of youngsters would probably like to know. I think people that would be interested in joining the military, which would be, do you think, what, what do you think your life would be like without going to the military versus going to the military and not necessarily the outcome of your job and, right. and all that and your, your lifestyle, but the person know. you are. He doesn't know. Mm. <clears throat> you know, I, have you ever thought of that? I do. I do all the time, actually, okay. because, you know, I was very self-motivated. I mean, mowed lawns, worked on dairy farms, uh, worked in pizza shops, worked True Valley, worked at Tops Friendly Markets, worked at UPS for a long time. Excelled. Yeah. I did great. Not patting myself on the back. I just, I was motivated to be more. Okay. So, I think that if my mom didn't die, I wouldn't be in the Air Force. I wouldn't have joined the Air Force. So, that was the, that was me a away catalyst. from the pain kind of thing? Would you say or? it was a catalyst? It yeah. was. I mean, my fiance. I'm, I mean, I was engaged to my fiance, high school sweetheart, for a long time. We broke up too, the month before I joined the Air Force. So I, I think a lot of times, you know, it's an emotional based thing. Well, you were saying and, that at the beginning that it was everybody's for got a story. Everybody of why does. They, they do. Change. And then, and you like, want to change? Change. And when when I talked to, I had get I, me out of <clears> New York. I had nine recruiters. Right. So I was in Canton and I had nine people that were under me as salesmen. Right. I was in charge of their sales. I got to hear everybody's story. That was my thing. When I, every time a new recruiter would come in, I'd sit down and tell me your story. Just like you guys are doing right now with me. Right. Yeah. I want I want to know why you joined. And they're like, What? What what are you talking about, sir? I was like, I can't help you be a great recruiter if I don't know why you joined the Air Force. Because yeah. everybody's story helps them help other people make their story. And my story, whether it's sad or whatever it may be, a little bit of my story with everybody that joined the Air Force through me is part of them. Right. Yeah. Because you think about it, yeah. with every person that joined the Air Force through me, whether it was a nurse, a doctor, a dentist, an enlisted person, well, Sergeant Hitchcock said this to me, and this really touched me, and I ran with it. So... Side story, real quick. Yeah. Allegheny State Park. I was with Jessica, my wife, and my family. We were at a park, state park, just having a good time. And this really buff dude just walks up. No shirt on. Just walks up. He goes, you must work out. Yeah. Like, I was like, where's Damn. the gym? This dude come out. I was like, oh, yeah. My I'm wife, not even my, flexing. My, I'm, I'm kind of attracted to him. He's so nice. You know, he comes up. And he's, what if he wears like, sunshine? He's like, boxer shorts. Hey, Sergeant Hitchcock. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, no way. Yeah. Yeah, he came up to me. He's like, "It's like, what's up, buddy?" And he's like, "Dude, you changed my life. I just want you to know that." Wow. Joined really? out. Of, he joined, I bet you there's a lot of. He them. joined out of Jamestown, New York, and he became special ops. You know what I'm saying? Really? You didn't yeah. even recognize him. At first. Didn't even recognize him. No, he was a skinny little dude that joined the Air Force. Now he's some huge dude. And but <laughs> I told special him about. Ops. A, That's I fantastic. told him. About, I told him about planning. Yep. If you want to be this, this is what you got to do. Goals. Get there. Goal plan. Yeah. Set yeah. your standard, man. Set your standard way up here. Like I used to tell people all the time, and I tell my own boys this, shoot for the stars. If you hit the moon, you did okay. Yep. That's, you know what I'm saying? That's great. You know yeah, what I'm saying? That's great. 
don't shoot for earth. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? You know, set your standard really high. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I mean, maybe someday you want to own your own company, but maybe you only make it to manager, general manager somewhere. That's yeah. still great. Right. There's a lot of great general managers that retire. Yeah. Maybe you want to be a, a doctor. Yeah. <clears throat> maybe you think yeah. you want to be a doctor. You know, but you only make it to be a, you know. A nurse. A nurse. Yeah. It's still great. It's still great. Yeah. There's great nurses out there. Yeah. And and to piggyback, to go back to what you said, you know, what do I think my life would have been? You know what? I mean, we think about parallel universes and we watch all these cool stories and cartoons and stuff that's going on about parallel universes. I, I would have been in service. Yeah. I would have probably been a cop or, Some, you know, fireman. Had to do EMT. I was already EMT qualified when I was a kid, fireman. I think I probably would have went that route. You know what I'm saying? The fact I was, that you're driven and you're a hard worker yeah. and you're a goal mm-hmm. setter, you would have you, you been something, but I just, right? Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I just think I, I, I just love people. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I might even got into sales because I love people. You know what I'm saying? I love helping people. Yeah, you're a good there's, guesser. There's... There's an yeah, I am. <laughs> Ask my wife, she'll tell you every day. Yeah, great BSer. Talk to Scott, you'll never get away from him. I talked to him. Blah, talk blah, to, blah 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 blah. I talked to him for an hour. All right. I have no idea what he said. Because he's just BSing the entire uh, You know, and, and and a great thing, you know, when you get out of there's two different lifestyles with the Air Force, right? You have living on a base. And then you have recruiter life, where you're living in the community, just like you guys, where I, I live in a normal house, live off normal life. You know, I on a base, it's totally different. You're in a gated community. There's guards. You have tax-free base. You know, there's food, tax-free food, tax-free clothes. Um, different world. It's just yeah. a different bubble. Yeah. You're in a different bubble. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When you come out here, I think I'm spoiled because I lived 17 years with normal u.s citizens i didn't you know my first seven years i was in that bubble yeah whereas right. everybody went to work everybody did this and you know everybody had the same lifestyle but when you become a recruiter i'm telling you you become a different person do you because how so yeah, yeah. you mean because, a different military person <clears throat> yes yes because you have to live within the community as the community but you're never really the community Right. And you're never really in that other bubble. Right. So you're kind of on an island. We're on both islands. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm not from Ohio. Yeah. You know, when I was, I was from New York. So my, my first four years when I was in Jamestown, New York, I, shoot, that is my home. That means he's either a Jets or a Bills fan. Bills. We already know. Jets is New Jersey. <laughs> Come on. We it's not even New York. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> he sent a yeah, bunch of shun- sunshine silk pants <laughs> yeah. to the team. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Some sunshine, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ugh, Jets. No, it, it, but it makes you understand, like, when you make a living in the Air Force and you get off base and you're, yeah. you're living in a community, you understand where you're at with everybody else and what tier level. It's just a different... Yeah. You, know, you get a different feel for it. And when we moved to Ohio and I... <clears throat> I'm going to live here probably till I die. But New York is great. Like, if you ever went to western New York, mountains, beautiful country, but the taxes are so darn bad. Right. They, they can't live a great life because it's so drawn down by the taxes. But out here, there's so much more for my kids. Like, Jess and I have talked a hundred times. Oh, should we move? Should we do this? Should we do that? But yeah. There's so many opportunities for our, our young, our youth here than anywhere I've been. I mean, anywhere. I've been to Georgia, South Carolina, 
down in Texas. I mean, I think Ohio is one of the best places to raise your children. Job opportunities, college opportunities. I mean, you live where I live back in New York. You have St. Bonaventure, Alfred University. That's about it. Within 100 miles. St. Bonnie. Yeah. Buff yeah. State, maybe. I mean, most people probably go to Clarion or something. But out well, here, man, you look at all the colleges within a 100-mile radius of this point, it's crazy. I mean, there's so many opportunities for the youth around here to go get a good education. And like I told my, my two boys, they're 17 and 15, I told them, I said, look, medical, dental, law, engineering, or trade. Mm-hmm. You know right, right. Do those things. If you don't want to do any of those things, then join the Air Force. If you can. I was waiting for that. Yeah. I was waiting. He didn't say it at first. Right. Were you thinking the same thing? I'm like, he said all those, but he didn't say the military. But then he has he it in the back. So, well, you know, said, he, I'll always promote this, the Air Force. I if mean, you can. You know, yeah. and, and I look back at my career and how I joined. I joined kind of blindly because I I didn't look at the other branches. That I just looked at the outward. You looked at a cowboy hat. Yes. You at. I, I, I took a first glance at it. I would say to anybody joining the military now is don't make a jump step. Look at all of them. Go in, do your interview, separate days for every one of them, and decide what you want to do and how they're going to help you. They're all going to pay you the same. And E1 in the Air Force makes That's the same just, as just every other branch. They all get the same benefits. Now, when you're looking at Guard, Reserve, and all that jazz, that all changes everything out. The Coast Guard's like Department of Transportation, Homeland Security or something. They're not even a military branch. But it's it's important for them to understand that I tell my boys is try college and my, my military recruiters out there are going to hate me right now, but this is my family, my boys. I tell them, if you don't want to go to college, then go to a trade. If you don't want to trade, then join the military. But <clears throat> if you want to go to college, try your college and do that stuff. But if you don't find it, then join the military because right. they're going to give you college after you decide what you want to do. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's really important for that. And because, they kind of... <clears throat> With with the story that he's given us, it's almost like, and I don't want to use the word breakdown because it's not really breakdown. It's more of a build up, right? But I think the the story that you told me almost like stripped away all the all the noise. Yep. Said for sure. This is who you are. Mm-hmm. That guy's this guy. That guy's this guy. That guy shines shoes really well. This is who you are. Mm-hmm. We noticed this. We're going to guide you this way. You still have the choice, mm-hmm. but this is who you are, and it almost gave you clarity. Is that is that wrong? or No, it's totally, totally, totally right. I mean, it's they break you down in a sense is that, you know, it's you take a piece of clay. That piece of clay is great. Now they put it on a platform, and they start to mold it. Clay is still that same person. It's still great. You're great before you join the Air Force. You're a great person. I'm not saying that. But we're going to mold you into something that we can use better. And then when you get out, you're going to be able to use that better for something else. Right. And and that's what we want. We don't want people that join the Air Force and then don't do anything great after they leave the Air Force. Well, if you look at all the people that were great in the Air Force, they're doing great things outside mm-hmm. of the Air Force right now. And that's whether it's four, six, eight, ten years, we want you to be able to say, Man, I love to be in the Air Force, but I I decided to do this. And it was my decision because it's an all-volunteer force. Yeah. And, 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 and the question might come up, but I'm going to say it right now. I do not 
at all, at any chance in my life, I will never say that we should ever make joining the Air Force mandatory. I don't believe in it. It should always be a voluntary force. You cannot get the servitude from right. a person right. if you tell them that they have to do it. It's a fact. So would that say? Would that mean you're also against the draft? Draft is different. Okay. A Explain. draft is uh, okay. Teach, teach us. Yeah. A draft. Play. A draft is much different. We're than, dumb musicians. Yeah. So we don't. If I, if I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, speak no, for yourself. You are not dumb at all. Hey, if we no. go back to episode one, was right. it episode one? No, but yeah. it's definitely in the preview somewhere. You did say, you did say. I, I remember you saying this. Well, I I didn't end up that very smart. So that's just how it worked out. You don't have to right. keep hammering at me, man. <laughs> Come on. Hey, I got to get you when I can. I got to poke you when I can. <laughs> yeah. No, a draft is when you need, right? Okay. Yep. A draft is a need. So we're going to war. We're losing people. Last resort. And we, we don't have we don't have enough people to be right. this this and this. We need to draft people. That's a draft. That's what that is. Yeah. That's that's emergency. That's like World War Six is happening. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't have enough people. To, we'll never be there. I don't think we'll ever see a draft again. Is that because of technology? Yes. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Because, dude, they could be. Li- they're, they are listening to us right now. Right. <laughs> if they, they won't be, they will right. be when this is. When this I'm, hits I'm, the, the I'm, internet. That's, know. that's why I got to be careful what I say. Because <laughs> if I say something that ain't in line with Air Force standards, right. you know, they could be like, I Sergeant that. Hitchcock, I yeah, that. I saw you on this today, and, you know, I didn't really agree with how you said this. Okay. And I'm like, damn it. I'm getting a retirement. I'm getting paid by the federal government right now. You know, right. my retirement's coming in. Which from you should. Yeah. yeah, which you should. So they should be tax free, too, for all the veterans out there. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm paying myself on my own time retirement. It makes no sense. But don't get me political right now. But, but no, it, it, it's important to understand that when we get to that point when you're trying to decide whether you join or you don't join. Why do I join? Why don't I join? Like, why do I get out? Right? There's a lot. You, you That's go, true. If I go to a VFW today and I walk into that place and all those guys are there and I walk in, it's like, man, you did the right thing. Like, what are you talking really? about? Really? You retired. I got out when I was six years in. I should have retired. Man. Really? Oh, yeah. Common. A hundred percent. I have a drummer I've, friend of mine. I have never. was 15 years. That <clears throat> got out. And got out. <clears throat> and he came to Nashville. <clears throat> And he said, he said to me, he goes, I should have never left. Really? I mm. said, why'd you leave? He goes, that was a woman. That's always a reason. And I said, really? He goes, it's my wife. Uh, I'm like, well, that was, that was, that was a good reason. Five like, years. I could have still got married and stayed in the military. Five years. <laughs> no, no. I, Is it 20 years? 20 years. 20 years yeah. is retirement. And 1993, the Clinton year, right? Wasn't that Bill Clinton yeah, back then? Yeah, it was Clinton. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, he was there, so 1998, fast forward to 1998, I was was re-enlisting in 1998. Everybody that I knew that was an E-4, senior airman at that time, got out. You were the only one? I was the only one. Really? That that stayed in. And the way I do everything is I'm like, look, okay, let's see what's on the outside. Do I have a job? Nope. Do I have this? Nope. Do I have this? Can this give me? Nope. Nope, because I'm re-enlisting. So I re-enlisted. I didn't re-enlist. I waited a little while. And then they come out, and they're like, man, nobody re-enlisted, so we got to give everybody these huge bonuses to re-enlist. 
Well, I got $60,000 to re-enlist. Oh, damn. I know. Yeah. I was like, well, thank you for everybody else not re-enlisting. I appreciate that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it was like it was like a year later, though. And pe- what people don't understand is the prior service program, when you try to get back in, it's five times as hard. Like, really? they don't let you back in. Now, once you slap that face on the door, they don't want you back. So that's interesting. It's almost like when you joined... Not when you joined, but when you became a recruiter, that was almost like a baby step back to civilian life. It was like getting you towards that. It was. Am I correct on that? It w- I tell you what, recruiting. Like if you, if you one never foot took here, that, one foot yeah. here. Right? Yeah, if you never took that, you mm. might have. It would have been. It would have been a much harder transition to retirement. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can I, see that. I tell you what, my the recruiting life. Right. Going to recruiting was the best decision I ever made because I was able to meet people in the community that I lived in. And it made my transition to the civilian world. We say that a lot in the military, the civilian world. You know what I'm saying? So because it's so much different. Right. It it made a lot easier because I knew I I was already there. I already had my house. I already had my life. I already had my kids. I already had my school. You just unplugged. So you think about these men and women, right? Yeah. They've done 20, 30 years in the military. They're in BFE, Texas. Okay. And they're from western New York. Lufkin. Yeah. There you go. And they're like, yeah. all right, Jenny, how are we going to get to uh, Salamanca, New York? And they look up in there and look at jobs are dismal. I'm like, now what do I do? What do I do? I mean, what do I do? If they didn't plan, yeah, you know, they don't have an education, or right. I mean, what if it, they you, just stayed in their same <clears throat> job, and right? Did it, and did it and did it well. Well, now let me tell you though that the Air Force, you do get your community college Air Force, it's an associate's degree in applied science. You know what I'm saying? I do have yeah. my CCF in you know aircraft maintenance technology, and I have one in uh, human resource management for recruiting. So you could go work <clears throat> in an aircraft company. I could, yes, very well. I could go yeah. work for United Airlines or whatever and be a maintenance manager. or work on the flight line and yeah, stuff yeah. and they give you know we earned i think they give us but we earned our, like i got my amp and power plant airframe i can mm-hmm. go work on aircraft if i wanted to but i don't you right, know right, if right. i want to work on aircraft, i go work on f-16 skin but it's um <clears throat> but yeah it's <clears throat> it, it, it it's a it's a big transition you know what i'm saying it's it's huge when you retire it's scary like i'm telling you i, I got through my 17 years of recruiting i went from being a bag recruiter, like selling cars, right? Selling, selling the Air Force to kids. And then went to recruiting doctors and nurses, which is professional recruiting, headhunting. Yeah. That was fun. I would say that was probably one of the more fun aspects of my Air Force career is recruiting dentists and doctors. I mean, really? Go, yeah. I had one dentist. He sold his entire practice for 25 cents to his sister. Just to spite his wife. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, man, I was high-fiving him like a mother. I was like, like, yeah, baby, eat it. Yeah, you ain't getting crap. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know that was legal, but it is. You sell it to my sister. She's a dentist. You ain't getting crap. And he joined the Air Force, and boy, that lady came to my office madder. Oh, did she really? Yeah, she came in. I think I heard this before. Yeah, she came in. She was mad as heck, man. She was mad. She can't blame you. No. You didn't come up with that. Hey, my fault. Yeah. I just gave him the gate. I'm a gateway. I'm a gatekeeper, man. <laughs> let me ask you. Let me ask you this. <clears throat> so you mentioned that you you have. How many people did you tell that I, I don't think you're cut out for the Air Force? Two. 
because in in that that's the first part of it and right then, and then what are the are there any common reasons why <clears throat> or how, how did you identify that ah, maybe this person is not e- even if they were did, did you did you um send away people that were clean or was it always yeah, it, it depended i mean it's just a ton of reasons then but you did. So, you did. Actually let me back say, up. This this takes me back to okay. my my interview to be a recruiter, right? Okay. So okay. the guy calls yeah. me up. I, I'm at Moody Air Force Base, and Sergeant So and So from Myrtle, Texas, calls me. And says, "Hey, Sergeant Hitchcock." I was like, "Yes, sir." He's like, "I hear you want to be a recruiter." I'm like, "Yes, sir." He's like, "Why do you want to be a recruiter?" Like, I want to stop all these stupid idiots from joining the Air Force that keep coming to my flight line. No, it's no lie. I was like, I'm, I'm so sick of getting idiots. I'm going to go out there and recruit some smart people. I'm going to stop the chain. And he's like, you do realize that's not your job as an Air Force recruiter. Your Air Force recruiting job is to get everybody in and let the TI determine who's good and who's not right for the Air Force. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I did not know that. <laughs> and now that I do know that, that's a great idea. <laughs> you know, and it, it kind of, you know what I'm saying? You got to, you got to, you got to think on the run with that stuff, you know? So, so when you get back to the other part of the question you asked, though, as a recruiter sitting in the chair and somebody walks in and he's Duffy Wallbanger, right? Yeah. He's about as made for the Air Force as, I can't even say it. it just, he's just not made for the Air Force. Like Daffy Duck. Right, or, and he, like, and, like and he comes in, and the dude scores like a ninety-five on the ASVAB, and he I'm, has no law, no drugs, <laughs> and and he's never had a medical malfunction ever in his life. And you're like, I'm, I'm dear Darryl. baby Jesus, he's perfect except for I'm Daryl. This is my my brother. So then you Darryl. sit down and you talk to him, right? <laughs> I'm Daryl. This is my other <clears throat> brother, Daryl. <laughs> right. This is the point at which you sit down and you say, "What are you doing here?" Really? Yeah. So there is a reason. Right. There's I, always I, a reason, right? I always want to, I don't care if you're the best applicant or you're the worst applicant. I want to know your reason. So this person, what, what was his reason or her reason? He just wanted to get away. Really? Yeah. And it spoke to me. Yeah. Hit me in the heart. Yeah. Because that was my reason. That was your reason. That was my reason. You yeah. didn't really have a reason. That was your reason. That was my reason. Yeah. I just wanted to get away. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Life yeah. of pie type of stuff, man. Just wanted to get away. And um, <laughs> who am I to judge? Right. Right. And right. he might be the next chief master of the Air Force. I don't know. Right. And I thought about that. And then I've like got flashback to that, that old master and said, it's not your job, Scott. Mm-hmm. Do you understand that? I do understand that. And he made me understand that. So as a recruiter, you got to understand that it's never your job to disqualify. It's always your job to qualify. And someone else. The regulations. Then they, yeah. The regulations disqualify, not you. Yep. So when you have people that come up and I want to join the Air Force, but they just can't, right, because of this, this, and this. But it hurts your heart. Like, I'm telling you what, there was a kid from Maslin, Ohio. All-state runner, all-state wrestler, played football, absolute stud, two knee surgeries, right? ACL, MCL surgeries. Couldn't get in. Couldn't get in. Because of that. 
couldn't get in because of that. Could because the possibility of a future problem with his knee, the Air Force will not take the responsibility for that medical liability. The liability. The liability. Yeah. But that kid was the best damn person you could ever see, and he would probably have been the best Air Force member you ever saw in your life. But they wouldn't take a chance on him. Yeah. It hurts. Crazy. It hurts yeah. my soul because yeah. there's a lot of people that get in or they're total lousy suckers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, sure. Lous- That's the worst part. You want to know what the worst part about recruiting is? Is the right. lousy suckers that get in. Yeah. Because you can't dis- you can't disqualify them. But they're lousy. And as a, that's as a, not your job. That's not my job. Not, that's not them, my job, get man. Them in. It's that's a right. That's not my job. It's the job to tell them they're lousy. It's the TI's job to mentor them. And make them great. You the scum on the bottom of my boot. Uh, I know. It's There's dirt on the bottom of my boot. It's better than you. <laughs> you <know>? here's, <laughs> here's the second question I was going to ask you. Did you, so the, the cowboy that hooked you in, yeah. with the hat on, and yeah. kind of his demeanor. Great did segue. You, did you apply any of, of that guy's demeanor and personality <laughs> to mm-hmm. your recruiting style? Yeah. Or was it completely different this oh guy, what, well what, yes what the cowboy say to you yeah definitely uh, definitely 110 percent. okay 200 percent. yeah yeah it um, seemed like he was pretty laid back like laid what, back what do you say like laid what's back your name and son and how can i help you <laughs> yes is that what you said what's your name son yes laid back and lazy what's that's your name what, son and how yeah. can i help you that's right and you know and and i didn't go into much about that day but the marines in the army they they back in the back in the 90s they'd lay out cards they say hey here's bunch of cards pick them right kind of like tarot cards and you would flip it over and want to be courage you want to be honor want to be discipline or something you know and they'd be like all right you're not that but the marines are going to make you this <laughs> and then you flip over another card you're not that but the marines going to make you this and then you get to the third one you're like courage comes out and like oh yeah this is what we're going to hear we're not that but we're going to do this okay cool that's not so I, I just heard that from the army yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah yeah meanwhile just lost my mother. I'm yeah. living on my own in my own house. I'm working three jobs and going to college full time. You know, I had a couple of choice words for that guy. Yeah, it's lucky that I even joined the military. To be honest, because I was I was walking out like steaming. Yeah. like I'm like I'm done with this crap. I don't need this stuff, man. I'm I'm who I am. Yeah, I'm good with working at UPS, making thirteen thirty three an hour, full benefits. Getting Which tired. was great back in great 1993. in nineteen ninety five. 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 That was huge. I mean, that's that's more my dad was making at that time. Yeah. And uh, so I just, I took that approach that really was laid back. It was like, hey, come on in. Yeah. Tell me, what's your story? Let me talk to you about what you want. What do you want? I never, I never started out with anything about the military. It was always about, hey, who are you? I want to get to know you. And how can I help you? Be what you want to be. That's I know what it, that was, sound, huh? it kind of sounds like army, but it's not. It's like right. I want to make you what you want to be. You know, do right. you want to be Captain America or do you want to be Iron Man? Which one do you want to be? Let me right. show you how to do that. You know, and um, that, I lived. That I lived through that. I lived through it, man. Because it was like I was in Korea in '99. I was sitting down. I was in a little Chunju hut. It was a bar place, and just sitting there, and I heard a voice. Right in your head. No, no. <laughs> Behind me. I was I was no, at the bar. No. <laughs> I was at the bar. You're the one with the voices. You hear voices? Yeah. Yes, Father. He, he, he thought he had a friend for a second. You too? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Father. Wow. <laughs> the voice yeah. is in his head. We, we have something in common. No, that's a ringing. But <laughs> So I, like, I heard these voices behind me, and I'm like, man, that sounds really familiar. So I turn around, and I look, and it's like, Janice? 
And she's like, Scott? I was like, so there's, there's somebody I knew from a long time ago, right behind me, in Korea, as a Chinese linguist in the Air Force. And it was just like one of those things, like, what made you join the Air Force? She's like, oh, I just want to see the world and travel. I didn't know I could be a linguist. You know? And <laughs> wow. It, but it's just funny because my little town of Franklinville, New York, is small. I mean, really, we graduate like 45 in a class. And to meet somebody that was in a grade above me in Korea, yeah. Is, yeah. the likelihood of that's very small. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy six months. Yeah. So you didn't even know she was in the Air Force? No. Let no. alone in Run Korea. Into her in, in Korea. Korea, yeah. That's nutty, man. That is nuts. So when I, in 1996, when I went to Saudi Arabia, I was in a movie tent. Right, so when we got the we got to Saudi Arabia. There was nothing there. We had to build our own tents. We had to do everything. We had to make the villa. Right? Yeah, it sucked. <clears throat> it was like, Ooh. but sitting down, we we're in a movie tent. We we're listening to some stuff. Actually, we we're watching the Yankees and the Atlanta Braves. Okay, it was like four o'clock in the morning. We were yeah. watching them play. Perfect. And uh, <clears throat> I heard some Chipper Jones. I heard a guy behind me yeah. say something. I was like, my eyes kind of wide. And I was like, you recognize the voice? Oh yeah, it's like. I looked back and I was like, "Is that Tech Sergeant Williams back there?" He's like, "Yeah." <laughs> it was my TI. Oh, it was my TI from basic training. No, You're kidding. kidding? No, oh, he was behind man. me. I was like, "Dude," because you know, every every person in the military knows, man. If you know your your TI. You oh, just yeah. whatever heard that a, voice. Wait. Yeah, you've it's, heard it so many it's times. It's like your mother's voice. The guy. Yeah, I won't I mean, miss that. I was it's, like, oh my god, because I'm your mother now, boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you ain't got no mama now, boy. I'm your mama. I'm your mama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but it's um, recruiting was probably you know, it opened my eyes to people. How many people need not just not just the kids. The parents. Okay, you need there's to elaborate a, on that one. What do you mean by that? There's a lot of parents out there that can't support their kids in the way they want to. You know what I'm saying? So they, yeah, they, they can't they give they them join the, the military? they can't give them the future that they want their kids to have, and it's no knock to them at all. Right, right. None at all. But they just but they did their job as a parent, out. but they yeah. can't just get them any further. And they bring them to us, and we're their gatekeepers to make them better. And there's so many, and moms and dads that come in that are just, if you work in a recruiting station or if you ever go down to one and you talk to them and you ask the recruiter, how many moms and dads do you speak to in a day? Hundreds. Not just when you are, first recruit them. Are they calling you or you calling them? Oh, they're both? calling us all day. Hey, my, so, my kid needs my, direction. My, 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 my kid, uh, I really need them to come in and talk to you. I'm like, okay. No, no. I really need him to come and talk to you. Okay. Oh, really? You know, and it's... <laughs> is it troubled kids? Is it kids no, that are in No, a... it's every kid. It's it's from one ex- one extreme to the other. Really? Yeah, it is trouble kids sometimes. So, I sometimes mean, it's trouble. Sometimes yeah. it's just I don't have the money to send them. Yeah, I mean, it, it's... I, I I didn't personally put in this, this young lady, but my recruiter called me one day. He's like, boss, I need you to come up. And they're like, all right, cool. So I went up there and I sat down with him and he goes, I just need to sit down with this, this young lady with me and hear her story. Cause I had to approve her to go to my commander, to go to his commander, to go to the air force commander, to join the air force. And, um, <clears throat> I can't say what happened, you know, with her personal information, but no, it was, it was enough to where you're like, what? 
that ain't even possible. Yeah. So put this scenario. You're living homeless, yet you have parents. So you're living homeless. You do something wrong, but it was for a good reason. Okay. Theoretically, right? Right. Right. Because somebody was trying to do something bad to you, so you did something to them to prevent something bad from happening. Right. Yep. And now you have that law violation, and you're still living homeless in your own car, and all you have to your name is your driver's license and a little bit of money. And she came to you. She came to my recruiter. Yeah. Right? Well, she came to you guys. Right. Yeah. And she's like, I need, it. I need help. I need it. Yeah. Wow. Right? I need help. To smart, to smart survive, girl. to survive. Yeah, right. Not, not. This we're not talking about joining for dreams and as. No, this is survival. This is survival. This is. I have nothing left in life, and I'm scared. Right. Right. Now, we're dads. Right? Yeah. And I'm sure, even as a as a man, you can understand the fact that when a young lady needs. She's in her early teens. She's not even 20 yet. And she's crying in front of you. Smells like B.O. because she hasn't had a shower. You know, and she's not totally feminized. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because right, right. she doesn't have all the, all the luxuries yeah. of being able to do everything. No, as a normal a young car. lady. She lives in a car. Tom. And um, my, my, my recruiter said, boss, we got to get her in the Air Force. And I'm like, man, I don't know if this is going to happen. She, that's a pretty hefty violation she has. So, my commander at that time called me about, well, texted me through Facebook maybe a month ago and asked about her. Really? Yeah. No lie. No and she's doing great in the Air Force right now. By the way, we got she's her. She's in. She's yeah. in the Air Force. Good but for you guys. But that oh, waiver nice. action, that that's waiver action, story. it's called a waiver, right? You have to get a waiver for medical law violations, whatever it may be. But I had to put, so every time that I say, Sergeant Hitchcock says that this person is worth a waiver, I put all my stripes and my career on the line for that person. Really? Really. So it's a big deal. That's a big deal to put your neck out for that person. Right. To put your stripes out? Yeah. I'm putting my entire career on the line for every applicant I put in the Air Force. And the recruiter is. Because we've sat down, like I, the recruiter does his interview, and he has to do the basis of, right? Yeah. Do I think this person is worth putting in the Air Force? Right. Or not? Because you have to think, right? There are some points at which you, you have to make the decision. Like earlier we were talking about, right. can you make, on a clean green person, no. But if somebody's a waiver, they do. You have to make the decision of whether or not you're going to put your reputation on the line for that person. Right. So you do your interview. And then the recruiter brings that interview he does with that applicant and brings it to me. And then I sit down with that person and I have a sit down one-on-one, heart-to-heart interview about life, about everything they've done, yeah, about what they want to be, where they want to go, what they've done, why do they think the Air Force should let them join. Yeah. <clears throat> and I will tell you, this young lady... She had nothing. Yeah. yeah high school. To, she had a nothing. high school diploma and a passing ASVAB. She had nothing else but a desire to be better. And she's still in the military. Right. 
So when I went That's to my great. commander at that time, and I and and it's a face to face meeting with your commander. I mean, it's from enlisted E seven to an O. Yeah, tell know. me about this application. <clears throat> so, just there's, I don't know. When you get to the end of your career, you know what I'm saying. You you look. It's kind of like when a president gets to the end of his career and he gets to pardon those five people, right? right. Or whatever right. his oh, number yeah, is. Oh, yeah, that's a good point, yeah. You know, it's like you get you get to give chances, the second chance. Why doesn't everybody deserve a second chance? Yeah. You know we what I'm saying? Do, yeah. I yeah. think we all do. Oh, I, yeah. I'm a firm believer in that. And um, so when I brought this young lady to my commander and we sat there and we, we talked. <laughs> I mean, we talked as enlisted and then we talked as men and then we talked as fathers and i think the father conversation is where we met yeah yeah that got you over the hump i i think it is because when i looked at the young lady and i looked at my my commander i said look she's somebody's daughter in a hard spot yeah she needs a lifeline who are we to deny this lifeline? And I looked at him and I said, hey, I'm willing to put everything on the line on this one. Really? Yeah. Okay. That's how strong I was for her. And it worked. You knew you had a gut. I just, gut you just have out. that feeling. Yeah. There's some feelings where I'm like, look, nah, 50-50. <laughs> I'm like, hey, hey, sir, you know what? I'm not going to give you the all go on this one, but. You fought for this one? Yeah. yeah. If we need to make goal, this is the guy. Because there is a goal. There you right? go, Sean. You always had a chance. Yeah. <laughs> hey, there's a lot of those. I'm telling you what. If you want to join the Air Force, do it at the 15th of the month. <laughs> Just Quotas so you know. are coming. Quotas are coming. <laughs> yeah. If you haven't made goal by the 15th, you're scrapping for something. <laughs> but, no, I mean, it, it's – that's really a cool story. Yeah, honestly, I mean, though. that's that's there's that's I've got amazing. about I can count in one hand how many of those I have. Now, let and, me ask and, you a question not to let me jump back. Did you ever get a chance to go back and talk to the guy with the cowboy hat after you were enlisted for? A no, while? did you ever Sergeant Whitaker? You never got to see. I, him. I, I wish he hears Whitaker. this today. Yeah. Well, Tech. we got a surprise for you. He's walking through. Just kidding. Know, right. <laughs> Whoa. He's here. This is the Maury Povich. This is the Maury, Maury Povich show. <laughs> no, Tech Sergeant Whitaker. Tech Sergeant Whitaker. I just want to say thank you. That's awesome. I mean, That's if awesome. I if I could see him today, I would shake his hand. Yeah. Probably cry. Hey, did you guys see that meme with a veteran, the two buddies meeting each other, and they're hugging? No. Like when one guy no. meets the other guy. You guys got to look that up. It's on Facebook. Really? It's where two veterans... That that were in the military together, and they finally meet up after a long time apart. And it, it, it's kind of yeah. sappy, but the two guys are just like hugging each other and crying and oh, that's crying great. and yeah. hugging each other. And it, and you know, when when you are the key responsibility for somebody's life changing, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. I mean, it really is amazing. I mean, my wife's a teacher, and she changes lives every day. Right. You know what I'm saying, and. I can't remember, though, when growing up, I don't know any teachers that made a significant impact in my life any more than my recruiter. My recruiter was a soul changer. You know, his... Sergeant Whitaker. Sergeant Whitaker. So if you're out there, Sergeant Whitaker, message us so we can hook you up with... uh, This is what we'll do. Sergeant Whitaker, if you're out there... Yeah. And you find us, 
just send a message to us and we'll do a Zoom with all four of us. Absolutely. That'd be cool. That'd be a really good one. I hope he's still alive. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, it's, it's, it's been yeah. 24 years. I yeah. mean, you figure he was my age when he was recruiting, so he's yeah. probably in his 20s. Yeah. But yeah. it's... um. But no, I mean, I see all these because I'm on all these like Facebook pages for recruiters and stuff, and I'm yeah. like, I've never seen him on there. And yeah. I'm like, dang, I wish I would see. He that might have retired, yeah. right after. Bowling in New York, he was a recruiter, 1995. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. and maybe he doesn't want to be found. That's <laughs> possible. It's very possible. You know, with all the recruiter issues. <laughs> no, man, I tell you, I, I think recruiting. If you're in the military and you're not a recruiter, you're missing out. That's great. Because I, I think it is the best job. I think it would be a good job. I think it would be, too. Yeah. Because you're, you're selling every aspect of what's great about the military. Everybody knows there's bad parts. There's there's Every job has a suck. Embrace the suck. Right. If you, yeah. can, if you can embrace that 10% of the suck, the rest of your dreams will come true. Yeah. Now, before we started, before we started the podcast, we you know, were talking and everything. You had mentioned your shirt. You want to mention what? Oh yeah, what you have there for you, sure. What is it? It's twenty two a day. Veteran lives matter. Right. Can you, can you talk about what that is? Yeah, for sure. Um, well, your wife made this shirt. Thank you very much. That's right. Gen and, B's uh, creative <clears throat> creations. That's right. Put yeah. a plug in there. That's right. <laughs> so, um, I was sitting there on Facebook one day, and one of my buddies challenged me. It's twenty two push ups a day for twenty two days. Yeah, I've seen it for because twenty two veterans commit suicide a day. Yeah, and I know this Crazy. is something you really wanted to talk Crazy. about. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it. I don't care who commits suicide; it's horrible. Um, but for everybody out there that's having a hard time, you know, we love you. You don't need to do it. You right. know, it, it don't matter what it is. Call us. You know, sit down. There's so many outlets. The VA senators, friends. I'm on there. Reach look, out, reach out to uh, Layback yeah, and Lazy. We will yeah. hook you up with Scott. Yeah, look. Look me up, man. Scott Hitchcock. You know, I, I, I give out my damn phone number. I don't care. I mean, call me. You know, because we all have hard times in life. I don't care who you are. We've all been there. Been at the bottoms. Been at the doldrums. We've, you know, we've just been there. I mean, my dad died. My mom died. I mean, I had a horrible divorce. I mean, I went through crap that was bad. And you, you think stupid stuff. But it, there's always a light, man. That sun comes up. We always joke in the side company. We're like, put it down green side up, please. Yeah, okay. Grass, sod, green side up. Mm-hmm. You always want to be on the green side. You know, Every day yeah. I wake up, I'm on the green side. Right. right. But you, you think of it like the old What About Bob movie, man. It's baby steps. Baby steps. You don't have to solve all your problems in one day. You just have to solve a bit of it. Look at each problem. Look at how big it is. Talk to somebody about that problem, and let's solve it together. Let's be together with this. There's no reason why anyone should be alone. In any situation, I don't care if you're young, old, veteran, cop, lawyer, teacher. I don't care what job you're in. I don't care. You're a human being. I don't care who you are. You can always call me. I don't care where you're at, what you're doing. If you're on the side of the road or whatever you're doing, and you want to commit, you know, you're thinking about ending your life, call me. Walk in and talk to somebody about it and say, I don't want to live anymore. Because it's hard. Because and we go through this training in the military all the time. You know, okay. I mean, you know, it's like ask, right? Ask. Ask the question. 
you know, and people in the military always laugh because we have these same videos all the time about suicide training. You know, it's like guys playing, you know, playing basketball and he's having a bad day. He's like, screw you, man. He walks off the court and he's like yelling at him. It's like, and he's like, should I go talk to him? No, nah, I'd be okay. Next thing you know, he commits suicide. It's the truth, though. Yeah. Yeah. You just don't know, man. I mean, I don't care who you are. If I, you know, there's there's been instances where I was a flight chief, you know. If you don't say the right thing to me, I'm going to ask you the question. And I'm going to be like molasses on you. Dude, what's going on? How you doing? What's your problem? And you got to ask hard questions sometimes. And if you can't ask the hard questions, then you walk them to somebody that can. Right. That's the key thing. You don't leave somebody alone. You right. walk them to a person that's stronger than you. It's a, huge, it's a huge issue. It is. It's a huge issue in every part of the world. It's not just the military. But being veterans and being part of that group, um, there's a lot of people that have been through a lot, a lot more than me. I've had I've had conversations with my veteran buddies. And, you know, the, the, uh, the way that, that people um, kind of reapply themselves or set them, put themselves mm-hmm. back into just normal culture right. normal everyday stuff is <clears throat> is all over the board right. right there's people that like one of my buddies just he was in afghanistan fought a couple tours right came back perfectly fine right and i asked him about it said what what what's the difference because i had a conversation when we played at the thirsty cowboy do you remember talking yeah. to that bouncer i do i do he yeah. was he was a veteran and he was struggling really yeah. tell, telling us some heavy stuff and i kept Big talking time. to him i was like man are you okay now right like, there right there right, he was talking yeah, to you right, about that boom, yeah boom just let it looking all out for there. a lifeline <clears throat> right and you know a lot of times that's what it is and and yeah. that's when we need to be the most sincere is when which, people, which we were which right. we were yeah. i was like man are you yeah. all, like I, it didn't go in one ear and out the other right. i was like yeah. man was, are you all right mm-hmm. you, you don't right? hear that every day no was, and and that's that's the thing I, and when i was living on a base you'd always hear of the the young people taking their lives you know what i'm saying you're yeah. 18 to 25 year old we're just weren't sure of who they were and and 9 times out of 10 when you look back at their meetings with people and what they said to people the signs were there were there yeah like they were really stressed out for a certain amount of time then all of a sudden they were at peace i'm doing great boss how are you nope nothing's bothering me when when the week prior they were like they went numb they they went numb because they already had made the decision yeah when they make the decision to commit suicide they become satisfied they're like, look, it's all over now. I don't have to worry about this anymore. Right. Life's good. I'm done. Don't worry about me. And so that's that if you ever see that, whether it's with your kids or with anybody, you gotta make sure that you understand that that's a warning sign. Is when you're when somebody goes from being really stressed to don't care about nothing, everything's fine. It could be a warning sign for that. And and that's a huge that's part that's one of the suicide training things that we get in the military because it's it's so hard because <clears throat> and it doesn't matter if you're single if you're married if you're i mean it is it is tougher for people that break up and they're in a married or they're getting divorced i mean that that is a big contributing factor but it's life changing events you know whether it's 
marriage, relationships, or maybe they didn't get promoted, or what? It, uh, maybe they got in trouble. Sometimes it's, hey, you did something stupid, right? right. Now you're going to get in trouble. Right. Now you're just looking for a way out. Yeah. Whatever. So there's there's always different reasons for it. Um, <clears throat> it just, I mean, we've had people in the community commit suicide, and it's like, what? How in the world? Yeah. What? You know, I mean... I don't know. You just have to be really aware of it. I mean, you can't prevent it all, right? We can't. But if we can prevent one, I've done my job, and and that's what this was all about. Twenty-two just a day. Twenty-two push-ups 22 a day. day. Yeah. Twenty-two, 22 push-ups days. A day. I the did tribute it. to a, is is that a um a nonprofit organization or anything like that? It is was it? it was it was sponsored by the veterans um through the military. Yeah. If you look it up on Facebook, you can find it. Um, we just all did it. We'll the, find it. I was yeah. just like, I would just nominate somebody that was a veteran, and they would do it for 22 days. My my son Connor and I did it a couple times together, and I would just do it upstairs in my bedroom and videotape it every day. Yep. I did it on and Facebook. And post it, yeah. Yeah. I have yeah. a lot of buddies that have done yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know what, though? I'm going to do 122 of this. I'm going to do 222. Where's the gym? <laughs> but, it's, it's, but they get off of that. You know, it, it's, it's a serious note, and they just need to know that – the sun comes up every day, just like that tomorrow. Here comes the sun. Dun, 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 dun. Well, and we know we know the sun comes up. Joy, because pump it up, pump it up, and pain. <laughs> keep pain. it going, keep it going now, sunshine. Right, and it and we rain. know the sun comes up because we have Mr. Sunshine pants That's right. right here. So um, let me ask you a quick question. You, you're a golfer, right? I love golf. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so what's best you ever shot? Best score? You par. in the eighties, nineties, par? Is that what you said? I am no. I don't think I ever hit par. I think thirty eight was the best I did on a thirty six one time on a par nine. Yeah, I usually fall apart in the back because you start to have Bud Lights. Or oh, I, know, I know how that works. <laughs> you have to have I I no, I you know like what? There's, I, there's one. There's 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 uh, two things that for me are, are perfect together is golf and beer mm-hmm. they, they I've, i don't think i've ever played a round right. of golf without drinking a beer <laughs> my son and i we play and he's my dd so the first nine we play tough like we're neck to neck and we're playing hard and he's like dad don't you think you need to get a couple beers on the, on the <laughs> so we'll, i'll get him hot dogs i'll get me like four beers and then then he starts to beat me or whatever but no it's, it's away in the yeah. Back yeah let's no. go let's go play yeah, I'd love, to. I'd love to. I know you played with him. Yes, well, in the rain. Yeah, yes. in the rain. I'm a very good rain <laughs> you, player, by the way. That was a that was a big drinking night, and you had to wake up at the crack oh. with him. Well, my 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 wife <laughs> comes that? up to me and she goes, "Hey, hey, seven thirty-five tea time, right? Let's go. Are you going? Let's go." Yeah, speaking of that, I got I I golf tomorrow with a bunch of my military oh, buddies. Good. Yeah, yeah, you, guys that you know. Where are you playing? Rowiga tomorrow yeah a bunch of guys that all recruiters some one to chief and a couple other guys i recruited with and um we keep in touch and you know we just go golfing once in a while to keep you hit, a, about. you hit a fade draw i'm more of a I, I i hook hook or straight yeah <laughs> yeah no so you know what you you're, know, it's you're funny. hoping for a draw but yeah. sometimes you hook it you overcook it and this is another shameless plug for the air force is i would have never started golfing if it wasn't for the air force no, there you go yeah 2005 great reason yes. to join 2005 i started head hunting for doctors and the first thing the, the my boss said sergeant master sergeant gale said to me he said 
get yourself a pair of golf clubs. <laughs> it's like, why is that? Because all doctors call. <laughs> That's and, a fact. And then we sat there and we laughed for hours, man. But no, I mean, the 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 the, the best thing about the military is you're part of a family. You're part of a tradition that started when this country decided that tyranny or somebody controlling them was no longer authorized. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Back when the first person said, let's sign this Declaration of Independence, we're done with this crap. Let's do this. Right. You know? So every person after that day that joins the military is part of that fame, part of that sincere service to this country, the devout people that say the republic the independence, the freedoms that we live in every day of our lives. And you don't know this, and whatever, if we stop here soon or whatever, you don't realize how good we have it. Right. You don't. You can be in the worst place in the United States of America, and it's not as bad as the best place overseas that I've been. Yeah. I mean, you might go to an island in St. Lucia or something that's great, but that's, yeah. <laughs> I'm not talking about that place. I'm talking about every Asian country, every European country. And only the people that have been in the military and served us and, and sacrificed their time, their lives for us can really understand that. Right. And Scott sure. Hitchcock, we, we, we really appreciate you for coming on, and we want you I to come you. back. And just be a part. Maybe you can. Three more questions for you. Oh, he's got three more. How many times have you heard, get to the chopper? Zero. Zero. Okay, what's the next one? Except for the movies. Have you ever felt a little bit like John Rambo? Yes. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) Yes. Third one. Have you ever ordered a Code Red? No. Thank you. <laughs> he can't Scott, handle the truth. Scott Sunshine Hitchcock. That's Man, right. we appreciate you. Sunshine. Thank you. We appreciate and you rain. so much. Very, Thank you very much. Very for much no uh, problem. respect Pleasure. and appreciation to you. Thank you. And everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome guy. God bless you and God bless the United States of America. That's right.